Look at the smiles. We did it, didn't we? You guys rock. I love everybody. Not going to be all snow. A wintry mix is forecast for the listening area. All right, you probably know where the umbrella bars are at Killington, but we're inside a huge building built on top of the umbrella bars, uh, which was the VIP area here at the Beast World Cup 2016. My name is Alex Kaufman. I'm your host. This is episode 37 of Wintry Mix, the afterglow of the 2016 World Cup with some of the folks that made it happen while they have beers. Stay with us. You said I wasn't going to make it. I tried. Glad to see you, Rodney. Hey, how you doing, Rowdy? What do you think I'm doing? Open bar, ain't it? Season three of Wintry Mix is supported by... World Cup Supply has served the ski resort, race, and event industry since 1991. Visit worldcupsupply.com to see the complete selection of race gates, safety, and crowd control fencing, on-hill tools, poles, nets, you name it. If you are running a ski resort, an event, or an event at a ski resort, then trust World Cup Supply for the gear that ensures safety and success. All right, get on a plane, fly to Salt Lake City, and devour the powder at Snowbird in Little Cottonwood Canyon. With 500 inches average annual snowfall, seven minute tram rides to the summit, and over 3,000 vertical feet, this will make your season. Check out fourth night free slope side lodging options or visit with your mountain collective pass. Snowbird.com is step one. Step two is follow Snowbird on social to stay stoked until you arrive. Over 250 ski areas use Liftopia to reach millions of skiers and riders planning their trips. But what you might not know is that Liftopia's cloud store is also the most widely used e-commerce ticketing technology for ski area websites, with over 100 North American ski resorts using the platform. Your team, your strategy, your customers partnered with the best e-commerce support and technology in the industry. Visit Liftopia.com and click platform to learn more or email partners at Liftopia.com to schedule a call today. Please said Polarama. Yeah, I tried to call you, but... Um... Yeah, right. Give me six schlitzes. Whatever's free. Take it easy, Ron. Open bar, dude! All right, we're inside the VIP tent. End of day two, Beast World Cup 2016 with Jeff Alexander, Director of Competitions and Events. Actually, his title is Director of Events and Sponsorships. IPAs are pretty good. It's in the rearview mirror now, finally. How does it feel? You know, it's awesome. Uh, you know, if, if, we, if we were to write a script on how this weekend was to go, it, it followed the script. It, everything followed the script. It was exactly how we wanted it to go. It was fabulous. Tons of people had a great time. Michaela Schifrin walks away with the Simon Pierce Trophy at the end of the day, and uh, it was an awesome event. Did you expect the kind of response and kind of crowds you saw out here Saturday, Sunday? You know, we expected a, a large volume of people. 
Uh, but they far exceeded our expectations. I mean, it was outstanding, and people were just energized. And it's great to see ski racing back on the East Coast in this capacity. So we're now just in the wrap-up phase, uh, volunteers and crew members outside uh, packing stuff up. Uh, when did this idea first germinate? Um, how did it first get on your radar all the way up to now to actually delivering it? You know, we were informed uh, last summer uh, how things uh, we were going and we were in the running for this. And uh, a year ago in November, we were approved for this event. And uh, so it's been a year planning at this point in time. And, you know, for a first-time event for us at this magnitude in the World Cup, we... We, we, we knocked it out of the park. You know, we, of course, we've got some learning experiences from this event. We're, we're going to take away a few little things that we need to tweak for, uh, for next time it comes back. But uh, uh, otherwise, uh, we're quite satisfied, and it was fabulous. So I'm sure you've been getting that question asked multiple times every hour. Uh, is there a next time, and, and, and how does one uh, determine that? You know, the gal from Fisk at the end of the event said, hey, when we come back, and so we're prepared for when they come back. And if it's next year or the following year, we're ready to rock and roll. It's going to be great. Temple seems excited too, I guess. Oh, man, Jeff's stoked. He is totally stoked. It's great. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the snowmaking is what, what saved us and saved this event, and the fact that we have the horsepower that we can make that much snow. And Mother, Mother Nature provided that extra snow, so when those cameras panned around, it wasn't, you know, the, the woods and the sticks that we see in Vermont in that stick season, it was, it was covered in snow and it was beautiful. We're standing in a very large VIP tent that surrounds the umbrella bars. When is all this stuff going to be disappeared from the mountain? It took weeks, months to get in here. How long does it take to take down? Believe it or not, the breakdown is quick. It's real quick. So this will be out here in a couple weeks, a week and a half, two weeks. You know, uh, Superstar will all the uh, miles of fencing, B-netting and C-netting and everything up there for protection. That'll be down. You know, stage is, stage is going to be moved out tonight from the OAR concert. So we're, we're going to hustle to get back to normal. And uh, the best thing about it is now that we have uh, Superstar and uh, Skylark and all those trails for training, we're going to be able to spread the mountain out right before the holiday season. And you get to enjoy yourself right now, but I would assume you have another event on the calendar coming right up. What's next? Well, we got uh, our test fest coming up on the uh, 10th and the 11th of the, uh, December. Come on out and test all the kind of brands that you need. And uh, we also have Rails to Riches, the largest East Coast Rail Jam, where we're giving away $25,000. So uh, we've got competitors flying in from all around the world and around the country. So uh, game on. Well, don't worry about that. Celebrate tonight, all right? I'm going to, and I'm going to get some sleep. All right, Jeff. Congratulations. <laughs> Cheers. Killington F&B, pretty happy that it's over. All right, the VIP tent interview train rolls on. Uh, wrapped up day two. People are kind of on a cloud nine. Mike Salomano, president general manager of Killington. I assume you're joining them there? Well, that's probably one of the best days of my life, I'd have to say. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't have scripted the end of that race any better, right? The last 10 racers, every person that came down, beat the one before and then of course Michaela comes in and crushes the competition so it's pretty amazing. She won by how much? I think it was 0.6 seconds maybe I think it was but I'm not positive. I was just so it's amazing when you're watching the board and, you, and every time you look up you see a number one there and everybody was just waiting for that one to come up when she came and it was unbelievable. I just I can't even express how happy people are. It's crazy. 
So you guys are trying to take take a deep breath, trying to celebrate what, what you've been through here this weekend, this month, this year, getting ready for this event. Um, but you've probably been asked a couple questions all day today uh, about the future. So what, what can you tell us, if anything, about the future of, of events like this or an actual World Cup in the future? You know, I'm not sure we know. we got to, like, obviously take stock and see how it goes. I mean, um, the Secretary General at the end, I don't know if you heard her say, we're, we're ready to come back. So... We're definitely having discussions. I mean, if we don't do it again, it wouldn't be for lack of uh, interest. It was amazing crowds, way more than we thought we'd ever have. So it was unbelievable, and um, we'd love to do it again. So about those crowds, um, the pictures, the numbers, very impressive. Is that what you expected? You know, as we, we, you know, it's funny. When we were planning it about like a year ago, we were like, all we wanted to make sure is we had enough people so on TV it didn't look like nobody was here. And we did a lot of work for the last, you know, nine months just promoting it. And the team did an awesome job. And, and it was crazy. And we, we said if the biggest problem we have is it's uh, more people than we can handle, that'll be a good problem. And that's pretty much where we ended up. Strictly from a, you know, day-to-day -day job perspective, what was it like running this event and running a ski area at the same time? It's, you know, it's amazing. Like today, honestly, I looked up one time and I said, wow, we're actually open for skiing. I actually kind of forgot about it. I have to say, this yeah. place is all-consuming and just the amount of people. But, you know, we still had a couple thousand people skiing here. So, I mean, it's just we have such an amazing team. You know, it's not like I need to like, keep track of that. Everybody's doing what they need to do, and it's been awesome. And then uh, specifically the Superstar pod here, what can people expect in the next week or two? You know, right now, I mean, it takes some time to get it back for all the normal skiers. You know, not everybody's like Michaela Schifrin. So, we, um, our plan right now is to start ripping it up. We got to dig it up uh, the next couple nights. Going to dig it, churn it, and start making snow on it. And it, we think it'll probably take five to seven days to get it back to like for normal human beings to ski on. Have you heard anything about the room nights? How's lodging been doing in the area? I mean, lodging's been great. You know, I mean, what these events, you know, most of ours we give away as part of the contract. So it's not like. You know, that's always the challenge with these events. It's not like they're big money makers from that standpoint. So, but I think the community is like off the charts. The PR has been awesome. And I mean, we've just had more stories than we could ever imagine about it. Congratulations, Mike. Thank you so much. Look at the smiles. We did it, didn't we? Yeah. And how about Chef Lang, the king of culinary? You guys rock. I love everybody. I love you, Uncle Scott. No, you come, come with me. Come with me for a second. Come with me for a second. Real quick. First and last name and role here at Killington. Scott Harrison, Director of Hospitality. We're in the afterglow of the 2016 Beast World Cup. Food beverage, hospitality. Does that include lodging? It does. Lodging, food and beverage for the whole resort, including the Wobbly Barn. And our team is awesome. I cannot say enough about the team. You know, they gave their whole life here 24 hours a day and we knocked it out of the park. I think our food and beverage team really showed the world what we can do. You know, the quality, the service. I can't say enough about my team. I don't know. I'm speechless. Go back, give him another big hug. Congratulations. Do you hear him chanting for me? <laughs> they need another one. They do.
Cops are coming out of the kitchen, getting high fives. My name is Brad Laborn, and I work for Killington Ski Resort and in charge of the operations for World Cup. Are you breathing? How's it feel right now? <laughs> I'm breathing. It's very nice. It's uh, It was an unbelievable event. We're all pretty happy it's over, but it's been a lot of sleepless nights. So you've been on hill for a good portion of this time, correct? Well, who's laughing at you? That's my wife. Not him. <laughs> oh, he's your wife? Okay. That's wasn't not your... my wife. <laughs> what was the question? Uh, so you've been on hill a good portion of this time, uh, correct? Yes, we've been on hill from about 4 in the morning till uh, sometimes 5 o'clock at night, and then we're here till about midnight getting everything else ready for the morning. From the GS to the slalom, what kind of changes have to occur to the snow surface overnight? We were grooming it. We'd water it down at night. We would add chemicals. We would till it three, four, five, sometimes up to six times a night just to get it prepped for the next morning. And you're dealing with how many different people on the radio trying to, you know, herd the cats in, in, in what kind of shape? Uh, for, unfortunately, I had to carry three radios, so it was constantly going off. I went home at night with voices in my head. Uh, it, was, it was a tough one to juggle. So pr prior to this, the biggest event that you've had your, your fingers into was what? Uh, we were pretty involved with the Fenway Big Air. That was one of my biggest, a uh, couple dew tours and some uh, U.S. Nationals. But this is definitely the biggest. And compared to expectations, walking into this a week ago compared to now, I mean, anything kind of surprised you, learn along the way? I learned a lot along the way. Uh, took a lot of notes. So when we do this again next year, we'll be ready. And people keep dropping those hints, like maybe it's going to happen, maybe it's not. I mean, what's the vibe? Ah, we got to get it back. It was great. It was so awesome. Uh, we'll get it next year. I'm convinced. Pretty unbelievable. I mean, it is only, what, two hours since the end of the uh, event, and there is, what, no bee netting up there? It took us about a half an hour, 45 minutes. We had close to 300 rolls of bee net rolled up, brought down to the bottom of the hill. It's a pretty good feeling right there as well. And what's next on your event radar? What are you working on next? Rails to riches. <laughs> it never it never stops. Yeah, okay. And uh, yeah, sixteen thousand people, you know, ten porta potties, I'm sure that was plenty. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not making anybody at Killington say that, only I'm saying that. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Hey, you guys did a fing awesome job this weekend. Thank you for everything that you did. Awesome. This is you, man. We killed it. Get some rest, buddy. Nothing but good feedback. This is the one that, that you're allowed to enjoy compared to all the rest where you have to be robotic. All right, we're basking in the afterglow, looking up at superstars. They take it apart. Jeff Temple, director of Mountain Operations here at Killington Resort. Jeff, how does it feel? You know, it's just so exciting through all the process, which has been a year. I've told everybody that the reward for me was going to be sitting here on Sunday afternoon and seeing all the young kids look at their rock stars and have the event been successful. That That's my reward to just see that. And I saw that, and I'm totally excited about it. And because you're probably aware of it, but I'll just tell you again, um, people are, are basically commending you and your teams on the operational success of this event in, in, in a lot of ways. Um, beyond expectations are words that I'm hearing a lot. How does, how does that feel? Uh, is it something that you expected when you got into this? The crowds the size they were, the course the way it was? I mean, how does it compare to expectations? Well, as far as the snowmaking goes, you know, it was the beast. We have such a, a, a really strong system and a strong team. So it started, that was the core to get the snow on the ground. So I had tears in my eyes the first day that USSA said that we'd had enough snow. But then it went beyond that. It became a New England event with all the support from the other ski areas and all the support, all, all, all the, the groups that were out there on the trail. It became a regional event. What was it like 
running a ski area and doing this event at the same time? You know, we said from the beginning we'd, we'd commit to our customer, our brand being opened, you know, first in the region, which gets the momentum going. And we had a team committed to the snowmaking and the operations on Superstar. That's how it went. That's how we made it successful. We have our trails open for Thanksgiving, and we pulled off a world-class event at the same time. Was the equipment used to make snow on this trail for this event the same as you're using uh, generally, or did you, did you bring in some more firepower? No, this, uh, if there was a Guinness Book of World Records for snowmaking, this would be in it because it's unheard of in the industry to have, to have gun spacing every 15 feet. We added hydrants, we added pipeline, we added guns that, that, we, that actually built Killington called the K3000 that could work in 30 degree temperatures, 34 degree temperatures. You were mixing in a lot of air at the time. And that's what we used and a lot of air that the company committed to. Uh, to make this event happen because it wasn't exactly a cold or normal fall for New England. It was actually a warm one, but those guns really kicked it in and that's how we pulled this off. November 5th, how, how were you feeling when you still had that two to three weeks out and there was probably almost no snow on this trail? How did it feel then? You know, people kept asking if I was worried. I, I'm never worried, I was concerned, but we did the numbers and, and you know, the weather was just enough that we were able to pull it off. Yes, I was concerned because there was so much riding on this, so much emotion, so much passion, and the racing community in New England is so large, but we pulled it off. And the crowds, how'd that make you feel? Yeah, the crowds were just enormous. We had no idea, was it gonna be 5,000, 10,000? You know, current numbers are running at 15 to 16,000. It's just, again, I stood in the background and looked out, it was unbelievable. And I think we sent North America and Europe a message that racing is alive and well in New England. How'd you park them all? We, uh, we planned that out. We used all our resort parking. We had parking rides as far as Pico Mountain, five, 10 miles away. And, and uh, it was crazy and, and we, we got them all in. How does it feel right now with the staff, everybody kind of taking a deep breath, basking in the glow? I mean, has it sunk in yet? You know, I think I can speak for myself, but I think for others, everybody's in kind of shock. Uh, somebody who works with me closely said, what do we do right now? And I said, I'm not really sure. We just kind of sit around and kind of enjoy the accolades a little bit because everybody did such a great job, such passion, you know. And the folks we're seeing out here taking down the course, they're generally who? Well, again, everybody taking down the course right now are volunteers. We had to shut it off. We had so many people volunteer. But there's a lot of people that we've made close friends with that are headed out tonight to go to Lake Louise, they're headed back, uh, some are headed to Korea for other events, you know, and just trying to catch them all and just give a hug and look them in the eye and say, wow, you know, we pulled it off and, and, and we move on now. Congratulations, Jeff. All right, thank you. time for me to hit the road a couple hours into breakdown there's no beanette left on the hill but the party rages on in the umbrella bar for many of the Killington staff F&B events operations that made the 2016 Beast World Cup occur and by all accounts go amazingly well I'm your host Alex Kaufman Witcher Mix 37 presented in partnership with VPR and their members Give us a review on iTunes if you are the helpful type. Wintry Mix Podcast is how you find us right there. Follow on social, Wintry Mix Podcast. 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Congratulations to uh, Killington. Congratulations to the East Coast for a successful World Cup. And to uh, Michaela Schifrin for taking first place Sunday's slalom. Hopefully we'll see you guys back here in one year. Same bat time, same bat channel. Killington Superstar. Maybe, maybe. Open for it. Watch out. Sorry, man. I've had like eight fiddleheads. <laughs> Excuse me.